Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Small Business Sessions powered by Zero. Uh, my name is Emma Jones, I'm founder of Enterprise Nation, and every week I have an entrepreneur or expert who comes into Enterprise Nation HQ here in East London to talk to us and give us their expert tips on certain ways of starting and growing a business. So today I'm very delighted that the excellent Peter Chap, who is co-founder of The Wow Company, is my guest. Hello, Peter. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Lovely to have you here. So we are going to talk about data, performance, how to measure kind of what you're growing and how you're growing as a company. But first of all, just before we get into the details of that, just tell us a little bit about the WOW company. So 14 years ago, I um, set up the WOW company, co-founded the WOW company. And the reason we did that, uh, we're an accountancy practice. And we did that because we felt small businesses deserve more from their accountant. And um, we love helping businesses grow, being part of that journey, uh, taking away the hassle and giving them advice as, as they grow. And it's the most fun thing in the world to work with the amazing entrepreneurs that, that we do and be part of their, their journey. And the thing I think that's interesting about you, you've spoken for us before and you say you've kind of not made this life commitment, but you're really interested in what it is that separates businesses that kind of grow at you know, in a nice pace, but kind of a small pace versus those who kind of grow at a quicker rate. So this is something you read about, you look at with your kind of customers. Why is that? Just fascinated by it. I'm just <laughs> utterly fascinated by it. And I think you're like the growth geek. Everyone, everyone <laughs> is, isn't it? Because we we buy books about um, how to grow quicker and how to achieve great success. And at the small business level, it looks like uh, when when you look at one business and compare it to another, it's very difficult to work out the nuances of why one is successful. Because from the outside, it, they all look often they look the same. They're doing very very similar things. And so I've made it my mission to really discover this and go on a journey. And by the way, it's a never-ending journey. I don't think I'll ever crack it. <laughs> You'll never come up with that final recipe. Because the world keeps changing. Absolutely. Um, and that's part of the fun of it. So tell us then, I'm a business owner. I'm listening to this podcast and I'm like, okay, this man's made it his mission to understand what helps uh, create great companies versus maybe companies that kind of are looking to be great, but not quite there. Where should a business owner start? I think you have to start with the basics. You have to start with what you want and be really, really clear about that. So a lot of mistakes business owners make is that they'll create the, the business and then suddenly they wake up three or four years down the line and suddenly the business is controlling them, telling them what to do, telling them which clients to pick up and telling them when to go go home from, from work. And all of that freedom uh, and hope that they were uh, expecting from this business suddenly gets sucked away. And I, I'd love to, for anyone listening to this just to reimagine and recapture that same passion and energy they had at the start around the purpose for their business. What is it that they want this business to achieve for them? And be really clear about that. Write it down. If you sat there listening to this, just think about that for, for, for a second. What do you want this business to, to achieve for you personally? What would put a massive smile on your, your face? And the clearer you can be about that, you can then shape the business to help you achieve those things. That has to be the place to start. So you start with what is it that I want as the founder from this business? What are the kind of indicators I should be looking at? So should I be looking at that from a financial perspective, from a how are my team performing perspective? What's the future? Where does technology fit in? What are the kind of parameters that I then start to use? Well, it's really interesting listening to you talk about that because you just listed a few of the many, many things that you can measure in a, within a business. And that, of course, makes it an incredible challenge because a lot of people perhaps sat there listening to, to this are thinking, where on earth do I start? And a really good place to start is, again, with what, what you want and work back from that and say, well, okay, what, is, what are our strategic objectives? What do I want to achieve this year? In fact, 
What is it most important that I achieve this year? What's going to um, propel our business forward disproportionately to all of the other things? Because let's be honest, if we look at our to-do list, there's a myriad of things that we could do. So what's going to make the biggest difference to our business? And the clearer you can be about that, the better. Then you work back from that and say, okay, what do I need to measure to help me achieve that? So there are loads of things that you can measure. I would encourage you to think about what are the top three? Let's keep this simple. What are the top three things that you can measure that will make the biggest difference to your business? And I know that's a real challenge because people are thinking, well, there's, there's cash, there's people, there's profit. There's all sorts of things that I can measure. Let's break it down and work out the top three. That's my challenge to, to everyone listening. You are an accountant though, so I'm guessing you would suggest that money is kind of within that top three. So surely any business has got to measure how much of the revenue is coming in, how much my cost going out. That's like one of the base fundamentals. But you're saying there are other things that people should look at. Absolutely. Of, of course, you, you know, you're going to hire people like uh, your accountant to take care of those things. But there's other, you know, for example, if your objective, and I talk to many business owners, one of the objectives when they set, set up a business is to have more control, more freedom, more freedom over their time and what they do with their time. And sometimes that can get lost. But if that's important to you, how you spend your time, both at work and how much time you spend away from work and time with the family and achieving some of those things you want to, to do with your, your family, if that's important to you, you should set goals for that stuff. So for example, one of our most successful clients, and by the way, success isn't defined, or I don't think success should be defined in the traditional way by looking at a, a, a P&L um, or chatting to, to your accountant. I think it should be defined in what's important to you. So one of our most successful clients has um, come up with three uh, objectives, one of which I think is just so beautiful. Um, he wants to take, create a business that allows him to take his children to school and pick them up from school every single day. That is his objective. And every project he takes on, every decision he makes, he asks himself that question, will it move me closer to that destination or further away? And so if that's something that's important to you, a number of holiday or number of hours spent on this project, or I want to spend one day a week doing this fun thing, then plan put, for it. Plan for it. Put that as an objective. How much time am I spending doing those, that thing that I really want to do? Perhaps the thing that you wanted to do when you set up the business that you've lost sight of. And how important do you think it is? So a business owner says, right, it's 2018. I'm going to have this one key objective, this one thing that I'm really going to work on this year. Do you think it's more likely to happen if the business owner shares that with somebody else? Because I suppose there's writing it down, but if you just write it down and tell yourself you're going to do it, you could almost hide it in a desk. No one's ever going to know. How do you bring in accountability once you've kind of set a plan for yourself? That's so important. There's something more than accountability, though. By articulating it, it gives you a chance to practice it. And as it comes out your mouth, you'll have a reaction to it. Either you'll grow stronger in your belief that this is the thing you want to do, or you'll suddenly think, hang on, that, that didn't feel right. I need to, to change that. Or you'll see people's reactions to it as well. And that's, that's golden, isn't it? What sparks their attention? What grabs, grabs them? And then in terms of accountability, there's so many ways that you can do it. Uh, if you're a sole, uh, you know, if you've got multiple directors, you should obviously have uh, talk to talk to those and, and share them. And if you've got a team, but if you're on your own, that's a real challenge. Now you can go and speak to your accountants, your business advisors, but you can also have informal buddy systems. Uh, I love the way that so many businesses these days are saying, "Well, hang on a minute, I'm a I run a five person business. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to choose someone who runs another five person business, and we're going to arrange a one hour session Monday morning, nine o'clock." 
where we're going to be accountable to each other. We're going to have all the conversations that perhaps you would have if you had co-directors. And by the way, if you do have co-directors, there's no guarantee that you have these conversations. (laughs) Sometimes you just drift on or you talk about what's on your to-do list, not the strategic conversations, the things that are going to really propel your business forward. And you can create these um, either one-to-one relationships, these buddy uh, relationships, or groups, perhaps a group that meets monthly that says, uh, the purpose of this group is for us to talk about strategic issues that moves our business forward, not moaning about the day-to-day. And we're going to get together and hold each other accountable. Your chance of success go through the roof when you do that. And from your clients, you have lots of clients. Do you see that it's where the owners, we talk at Enterprise Nation about the concept of kind of stepping out for a day for however long it takes to work on the business rather than in it. So to kind of think about where it's going, as you say, think about why you started in the first place and kind of are you having your time right around that priority? Do you think that your clients who do best are those that make the time to step out, move away from the detail a little and just say, right, let's look at this kind of bigger strategic side of why I'm doing what I'm doing? Absolutely no question about it. And that's probably not a great surprise to the people listening. The the key to that is you have to do it with someone else. You have to do it with someone else. If you're just doing it on your own, if you say, right, this afternoon I'm going to go off and do this, I promise you, you won't do it or you won't do it as effectively because you'll have the mornings, emails and phone calls in your head and there'll always be a reason not to do it. But if you say, do you know what? I'm going to commit to it with someone else. Then because we're all good folk who don't like breaking promises to to other people, we're quite happy to break promises to ourselves, but we won't do it to other people. Um, Then we we will be there. We'll make that commitment. And having someone else there, whether it's your accountant, your business advisor, or a peer that you trust and respect, or perhaps a group of people that you trust and respect, is you'll get that challenge as well. Someone saying, why are you doing that? Or have you thought about doing it this way? And that is where the magic really happens. And is this how it works in the WOW company? You do have another co-director, two of you started the Mm. business together. And I guess in a way, this is a a sort of a way of business that you suggest your clients take on board. Is it something that you practice what you preach? Do you practice this kind of discipline of saying, where do we want to be this time in 12 months? That could be revenue, it may maybe not. Is it something that you do? 100%. And what's really interesting, so I've been in business now for 14 years with, with my business partner, Paul. And the philosophy that we wrote down, we still have the original book we wrote it down on. And I think every year anniversary of well, we sort of <laughs> wheel it out, dust it off. But we wrote down um, the purpose of our business back then, what we wanted to achieve. And, and broadly, it was to make a massive difference in, in the world. We wanted to make a huge difference for, for business owners. And uh, what we do at WOW has changed dramatically over the years as the world's changed, technology's changed, our service offering has changed. But that philosophy hasn't. We want to make a massive positive difference in, in the world. And uh, WOW is doing that for, for, for businesses across the country. And that's really exciting. Now, in terms of our planning, we've just been through a planning exercise. And I'll tell you exactly how it worked. So we reconnected with our philosophy, we reminded ourselves about why we did this. And then Paul and I started to, to think about uh, what we wanted to achieve, not for the next year, but for the next three years. We actually said, what does the accountancy practice of the future look like? Actually, we flipped on its head and said, what do the businesses of the future want from their accountant? Very nice. Then we worked back from that. Um, and we, we had a framework, which we then started of ideas, and it was just ideas. And we started to share them with um, our senior management team. And they started to become more formulated. So that was uh, in, that took the form of individual sort of sessions where we were testing things out. You know, I talked earlier about you when it comes out your mouth, you either have a positive or negative reaction to it. Try to, saying that to a member of your team. You know, you get instant feedback. It's fantastic. And so over the last 
And it, it took a while. We took our time at this. You know, we're a, a 40 person organization now. We've got a board of four. We've got a senior management team of, of maybe 10. We want to do this properly. This isn't about doing it quickly. You know, we're building a legacy. We want to make a huge difference in the world. We've got loads of time to, to do it and we want to do it properly. So we've spent the last three months doing this and gradually refining it. And um, the final unveiling will be to a, a team meeting later this month. We will have our strategy update and we will communicate uh, what we have decided to, to achieve as a business. Now, um, by the time that comes around, most of the people in the room, if not all of the people in the room, will have heard elements of that strategy and had a chance to input into it. And that not only creates a situation where we're way more aligned as a team, way more likely to succeed in achieving it, but we've got a much better strategy. Because I promise you, from the starting point that Paul and I had to where we are now, it's it, quite different. Yeah, it's so much more robust and it's clearer and, and simpler. So what we're often doing, by the way, in that process is taking stuff away. So we start with um, maybe a, a set of 10 things we want to achieve. We've ended up with five and we're very clear about those and we're very clear that they make the biggest difference to our business. And we're also very clear that everyone in our business can contribute to, towards those every minute of every single day. And it's exciting. It's so exciting and we just can't wait to, to get started. To actually get get into it. And and. And how often would you kind of then go back and review it? So as you say, it started out as 10 things, it's five things, it's five things over the next three years, everyone's bought into it. Will you do the unveiling and say, right, this is what we're going to do over the next three years and then start in three years' time, come back and say, did we do it? What's the kind of incremental, how often should a business owner be checking in to just say, hey, this is what I said six months ago, are we still on track? So I, th I think there's tiers for, for this. So, uh, for example, at WOW, we, look, we do quarterly strategy updates. And that's when, so four times a year, we'll take a look at how far we've moved forward strategically against our objectives. But we also have monthly dashboards and monthly management meetings, and the teams have monthly meetings where we, we check some of the more granular detail, um, how we're performing in certain metrics. I guess some of the normal numerical things that you'd expect to see on a dashboard for, for a business. And by the way, we do use dashboards for, for this stuff and recommend other, other people do. And, and then there's the weekly targets as well. And, and this is really important for small businesses because, and, and, but I'm a big fan. I've talked a lot about strategy and the big thinking. I'm a big fan of having targets, small targets that you can affect every minute of every day. When I look at people's targets, they'll often have sales targets, like we need to achieve this level of sales. But you can't magic up a sale at three o'clock on a Friday. But perhaps a better target to have for that would be a meeting or a phone call, because at 3 p.m. on a Friday, you can still do something about that. You can phone up a contact and book a meeting for the following week. You can have a meaningful conversation with a potential prospect. You can do something about it. And having those weekly targets that propel your business forward and keep the momentum going, I think are really important. And by the way, about those weekly targets, they should be key leading indicators, things that tell you what's going to happen in the future. Like, so on the sales front, it might be number of new contacts made or number of networking events attended. On the recruitment front, it might be number of interviews that I've, I've conducted this week. Because if you want to grow a business, you're going to need some incredible people to help you do it. We're very lucky at WOW that we've got an amazing team. But I promise you, there isn't a week that goes by at WOW where we don't interview someone. I love this. I love I've heard you say this before. There's weekly interviews when you don't even necessarily have a position available, but it's because it's you're constantly searching for the talent. 
And it's something you'd recommend that small businesses do just to always be on the lookout there for the, the next great hire. Absolutely. So this here's, here's what happens. And, and anyone listening to this who's been in business a while might recognize it. Someone leaves or you win a big project or someone wants sabbatical or goes on maternity. And suddenly, suddenly you're faced with this, oh my God moment. We desperately need someone now. And there's a word in there that's horrible, which is desperately. We desperately need someone now. And so you phone up frantically some recruitment agents who, by the way, you probably don't have a proper relationship with, who don't really understand you. And we say, we need a project manager or we need a developer. We need one of these people now, quick. And you interview some people frantically. You pick the best person and they come in. And more often than not, it doesn't work out. You might get lucky. Much better way to deal with that is to say, well, look, over the next three years, who am I going to need? And by the way, the... Um, the rate at which people leave businesses, small businesses in the UK, we've got stats on this, is 17%. So 17% of your staff in your business, or on average, will leave the businesses every single year. It's just what happens. And so even if you're not planning to grow, each year, 70% of your will, team will disappear. Yeah. So it's a really good thing to do to think, well, who, who do I need? Who are my key positions? Well, let's, let's interview for these. Let's work with recruiters. Let's put ads out there and be constantly interviewing. 30 minutes on the phone, telephoning in interviews, so easy to do. And do you know what? You don't even need 30 minutes. You'll know within five. <laughs> You're just being polite for the other 25. But if you've got a good one, so I was asked this, someone said, well, my God, what happens if you've got a really good one? Or well, one of two things. If they're really good, well, you're going to hire them, you're going to find room for them, and you'll find a way for them to make a difference to your business. Now, if they're really good, but you think, well, gosh, I just don't have a, an opportunity to hire them. Well, then you just store them in a little database, a little spreadsheet with, an, you know, you have different tabs for each, for each role and you stay in touch and say, look, you're not quite what we're looking for right now. You're maybe a little bit too junior for where we, we're at, but let's stay in touch. And then you drop them an email in three months time. You might even invite them to go out for lunch with them every, uh, every six months, but you'll stay in touch because I promise you, at some point, you will need them. they'll join. I love it. No, I am actually going to start doing weekly interviews from here on. I'm going to make all of them in person, no phone calls, and we'll see where we get to. I love the style of the advice you offer because you do come across as if it's kind of small practical steps can equal and lead to bigger things. So it's kind of getting all of those, as you say, the weekly, the daily, meetings, calls, contacts right, and all of that will lead to greatness. So Peter Chap, thank you so much for sharing not only your advice, but your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's great to be here. That was the Small Business Sessions from Enterprise Nation, powered by Zero. Go to enterprisenation.com forward slash podcast to find out more. And big thanks to audio and podcast production service Podraffy for producing this show. See you next time.